Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour Football Acker. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their houses for 10 years. So here we go, lads. The two huge semi finals that we wanted. We're all on board, we're all unbelievably excited and of course the week had to start off with everyone giving out shit on Twitter about <laughs> not being able to get to see these, these games. Well, maybe not the game on Sunday, that should be grand. Um, the Dublin Mayo game, obviously the demand for tickets for this one is off the charts and rightly so. It's a sellout. Um, people were queuing online who I would less have less sympathy for than the people who were queuing in person up around the street only to get to the top of the queue and to be told that the, the allocation that day has been sold out, there was more allocated on the Wednesday. I'd have a huge amount of sympathy for those people. Um, the people in the queue online, it's very frustrating, I understand that, but you've got your browser open, you're in work, you're just, you know, it's a nice distraction. If you hate your job, don't be complaining to me. <laughs> but you got bumped, they got bumped out of the queue and, you know, that's very frustrating. So this is tickets.ie is the partner with the GA. I think the issue here, lads, is that it's it's the it's the lead in time, and I actually spoke with John Horan yesterday about this at the Player of the Month Awards, and he was talking about this, and it's true that nobody knew the semi finalist for sure until s- Sunday evening. Then it's a bank holiday Monday, and then you're going on on sale um, on Tuesday morning. You're not sure the demand from the clubs, so you're not sure what to release to general sale online. Do you know what I mean? And then you have to get it all done so quickly. We're complaining about the, this six or seven day turnaround to semi-finals for players. We complain about it for media because there's no big build up. And now it's, you know, throw tickets in to that as well. It's a total mess by only having a week in between a, a quarter final and a semi-final. 
Yeah, it is. It, it is, and it's, it's a big mess. And it's look at it's as you say, it's frustrating for everybody, and including administration. I'm sure there's county boards and clubs um, pulling their hair out all the last few days to try to try allocate. And and to be fair, to allocate fair, so the members that are the bread and butter of every club struggling for tickets, and then there's a lot. Well, I don't have a club, and I'm, I'm involved, and I'm following me all year. And you know, this conversation comes up every year, but. I suppose it's it's again it's leading into that question is the calendar is just jam packed and even from a player's point of view you know especially six days leading from AO coming into you know you get a dead leg and you can miss the the, the game you know so yeah seven uh, days well if seven Saturday probably, to Saturday yeah well sorry seven days but that one day Johnny yeah well, well that's true that's true <laughs> but. Uh, you know, so it, it's ideally you'd you'd have an extra week, and maybe that would give everybody a little bit of breathing space. But then, I think know. it would. I think I, I was reading. I think it was Martin Bretony, and he was saying if if there was a two week lead in, you would gauge the demand from the clubs, and then by the Thursday Friday you might know exactly what to release on general sale. Make sure club members are sorted, and then it's just general sale, limited tickets, you know, whatever. And maybe I don't. Well, listen. If people are queuing like that, there's an issue with the tickets.ie as well. Like, I mean, they need to up their game. Yeah, well, like, I queued for six hours, I think, online. So, you know, online. <laughs> Less on, for well, you. Yeah. Um, for, and didn't get them near the end of it. It just, like, the whole oh. thing froze and went. I got them the next day, all right. But um, the fact that you queued for six hours, like, surely the demand would have been gobbled up by then anyway. Yeah. So the system needs to be a it bit does. better. It does. It needs to improve. So there's a lot of things working, you know. Yeah, I started looking at the Tyrone Kerry game then. It was almost like United fans thought they were sending Dybala and then I started looking at Lorente instead. I was going for double Mayo tickets and ended up with Kerry Tyrone ones. But right. got double Mayo in the end. Oh, you got it in the end. Yeah. So Alan Milton said the system yesterday was dealing with 82,300 tickets for Saturday, potentially 60,000 for Sunday. Not a hope 60,000 for Sunday, I wouldn't think. Within that, you had 7,000 season ticket holders for Saturday somewhere in the region of that of half of that for Sunday there's definitely learnings to be taken from yesterday the key one for me from the correspondence I received correspondence I received personally would be the queuing system online it's the opposite for me they're the people I don't really uh, pay much uh, worry about obviously look it, it is a it is a big problem again last year the semi-finals weren't the most attractive Galway had started to lose a bit of form, had lost to Monaghan. Nobody would have given him a chance against Galway. There was 55,000 at that. Mayo Monaghan were kind of coming out of these defensive systems, but neutrals weren't exactly queuing up around corners to go and see that one either when it was on television. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. This, and Mayo the, Dublin is just on a different level. It is. It's on a di- yeah. And it always is, you know, the last few years, any time they met, it's just... You know, there's so many possibilities and so many. There's just it's the attract. It's such an attraction. And look, we've we've talked so often about the the hype in, in around Mayo. Like you'd, you'd imagine Mayo nearly fill Crow Park on their own, let alone play throw Dublin into it. But I think it's the you know. I suppose you look between round two and round three. There was a, a two-week break. Would you, could you pull that? Is three weeks in a row too much in the Super Eights? They give you an extra yeah. week to fire in. These well, are all things, I suppose, the tweaks that they're going to have to look thing. at. You know, I think, like, I mean, it, there is, there is, there's a lot of over analysis on the Super Eights about whether they're any good or whether they're not any good. And it all kicked off with the Sunday game. And like anyone taking their lead from the Sunday game needs to reevaluate who <laughs> they're taking their lead from. These are finished next year. There's no conversation about these super eights. They're done. They're a three-year. They're not going to continue. John Horan has set up the Fixtures Review Task uh, Force Committee who are currently given a blank canvas to come back with restructuring the entire year, you know? And John Horan wants to push through a tier two. Super eights are done. Let's just watch them for the next two years. There's no point in analysing it because what's the point? They're done. Yeah, uh, you, you give a lot of credit to John Horan as well, though. Like, well, he set up the committee. 
Yeah, he's set up the committee, but he's also rushing in a, a Tommy Murphy Cup. You call it Tier 2, but it's essentially a Tommy Murphy. Like, you know, it's Division 4 teams that are going to get dropped into it, and it's not going to be the same as what you're after. Now, maybe it's a start starting point, but... um. Yeah, like the, the super it's still frustrating. Though, uh, sort of what what Johnny's saying. I would have just gone with the three weeks in a row. Like I know you're, you're right. There's no point in talking about it. My worry is that they might have just continued on. They won't continue John on. No, they won't. Yeah. They won't continue on in three for past next yeah. year. There's but too many issues with them. You could have done the the three weeks in a row because three of the last four games were all dead rubber. Yeah, Jeremy, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. And maybe it brings in to play the fact that it's a group stage. It brings in to play your squad a bit more. It's like, well, you know, you've got three games here in three weeks, so you sort it out with whatever way you want to do. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing that I'll just uh, mention is this is from this Martin Brehney piece that I was reading today, and it's not often I've spoken twice about him without giving out about. <laughs> Him. But he's getting he's getting too positive. Yes, uh, he's flying, today. he's flying. flying, Martin. <laughs> I know you love listening, Martin. So, um, so here it is. Wait and hear this. And we're all so negative about the game. And I remember last year the carrot the Dublin Galway game, and it got fifty five thousand, and it was ah oh, the game's gone and all this. When here it is. Intr- this is when Kerry were going for five in a row, um, right back in nineteen eighty two, the semi final um, between Kerry and Armagh. Do you know how many people went to that? 17,523. Imagine that, lads. Just think about that if that happened now. Look how far the game has come on. And these are supposedly the glory years, right? So those who stayed away were good judges as Kerry won by 10 points. A week later, only 25,000 attended, 25,111 attended the second semi-final between Galway and Offaly. I was nearly bowled over when I was reading that. Like, I mean, and this is, this, when you think back, about a lot of the glamour and a lot of pundits who glamorise these 80s. That's pathetic. The, the public had no interest in this five in a row from Kerry because they were just destroying everyone. The very same as what's <laughs> happening now. Do you and, know what and, I mean? And some of the, some of the, the, the talk then, oh, we don't show the games because it affects the crowd. Do you know, where now we show more OK, I don't think we show enough to promote. We should be promoting all these games, even if it's midweeks and all. Of the, but... You know, now it's just, it is, it's a glamorous thing. Now you can say, you know, the, the whole structure of, of the GA has changed and there's, you know, like we've, in Kildare, I read, we'd have over 8,000 kids doing cool camps this summer. So that's all promotion and, and you know, they want to, f- they want to emulate the, the next, and that's a whole different, different day. But Here, now, now, uh, now that you mentioned Kildare, I just saw you and McKenna giving out yesterday on Twitter that Kieran Kilkenny was down in Moorfield uh, as a special guest. Um, Ewan wasn't giving out, was he? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, why is why is Kieran Kilkenny down in Moorfield? You know, there's a lot of examples I, from just almost seeing his Twitter account whenever he kind of complains about it in Leak Slip. I know it's very close to Dublin, and I know there's a lot of Dublin children in those clubs. Christ Almighty, you're in Kildare now. Like you can't be having Dublin. Like what? Yeah, I don't, what I don't, are you promoting I there? You're promoting yeah. these superstars from another county. Well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why he was down there. Was it for promoting a camp or something? Yeah, he was, was promoting a yeah, camp yeah, or some, yeah. something on those yeah, lines. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at I look at. There's pros and cons. You could you could argue that maybe they shouldn't have, have their own. But I know like their own county lads, um, Adam Terrell, um, Mark Dempsey. Um, you know, Rowley was up there during the week, so it's probably just maybe had someone has access to him and bring him down. Like, 
Jack O'Shea came to Alan Wood when I was a young lad. Um, well, you know, so there's yeah. listen. I think you can get something about the big. Bog. There's meant they're meant to be rivals, though. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. So. Well, that, that's that's true. That's true. I wouldn't be. I don't ever remember you coming up around <laughs> around Clare, <laughs> will you? Jesus, no. I, even I, I even now, that, you yeah. When I'm passing <laughs> in around the current, I just speed up just to get. <laughs> why, why do we think we've made three lanes and get you out there as quick as we can? So, anyways, moving on, lads. Jason Doherty, terrible news. He's done his cruise just shocking like I mean because he was playing brilliant and he was playing brilliant in that game as well and it's just the worst possible look and in fairness Mayo have been hit badly badly this year with uh, with um, injuries and this is just another one in the list he's a huge loss there's no point in saying anything else he he had shown up as a real leader in the last few weeks and a ball winner kind of coming wide even for kickouts, which he hadn't done he's so versatile he can play in front of the two inside he can play a withdrawn role he can run at you he can score from distance he was starting to kind of get to the level where I was like geez this lad's a really super player where I just thought he was an industri- you know yeah. a, a good player mm. And like the the, the the leadership qualities that he's been shown as well. Yeah. Like, do you remember that passage of play that went on for about two minutes? Yeah, he finished that, over yeah. from forty five meters. Like, like you know, he's, I'm bored of this. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, because that was still a risky enough shot. But he thought I can, I can take this on. He took it off Aiden O'Shea and, and put it over. And yeah. And what he was also doing is <laughs> he was allowing Kevin McLaughlin to suddenly become an impact sub because he was playing so well. You had Phil McDonough and you had Paddy Durkin in the half forward line. Then Kevin McLaughlin came on and really gave him a, a boost as well against Donegal. So yeah. that's a real loss to the bench. Now, you know. Huge loss because you'd imagine Kevin McLaughlin will talk about yeah. that in part two. He'll come on um, instead of uh, Doherty or potentially Aidan O'Shea could go centre forward. We'll have to, we'll wait and see. We'll hold off to part two to talk about all these bloody um, things that could happen. Quickly before we move on, um, Jack O'Connor looks to be getting the Kildare job. Or that was in the, in the independent column. Keys had that. Um, I hear you're on the Glen Ryan ticket, yeah. so this will, this will come as bad <laughs> bad news for you, Johnny. <laughs> it, comes as, it comes as a surprise to me, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, look at no different than there's lots of look when when there's a void there, there's lots. It's silly season. Anything goes. If you, I think if you drove drove in around Connell's Park, you could you could be um, associated with the job. Obviously, Jack O'Connor has been. His two sons are playing with Moorfield, and um, he'd be on the line with Moorfield with, with Ross Slavin as managing there. So he's. I suppose that sort of stokes the fire a little bit, um, and obviously he's he's his record is is you know second to very few. I won't say second to none, but second to very few. Um, so he's he's I suppose a real life candidate. And whether whether that's the Clare County Board were quick to come out and, and maybe throw a bit of water on the on the fire to say look, there's no decision made. Um, and from what I've, you're hearing locally, that there's a few lads interested in it, whether they get the airtime. So. It's it's very much open. It's 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 really hard to know what what way it's going to go. There's none decided. No, and you decided. and you being on the Glen Ryan ticket. Uh, I'm on the, unless Glen is going to ring me now to think that uh, I still have something to offer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor no. Fuerna, you'd still be yeah. fitting up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Carry a few water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tony McIntyre has been talking about Dublin, and he says he's on the Irish Examiner podcast. He says I think they're a weaker team than last year. And all the three teams remaining have a good opportunity of beating this Dublin team. And I think it's demystified, he's talking about the Tyrone game, I think it's demystified the supposed broad depth uh, of a bench that Dublin have. He said the difference between the games with Mayo in 16 and 17 is those subs coming off the bench. Cormac Costo, Kevin McManaman, and whoever. While their 15 is very strong 15 and maybe 16, 17, I'm not sure about the reserves are, that the reserves are there. A lot of people are saying the same thing and that's why Connolly's back to bump up their bench. And then I'm looking at their bench and you're looking at Costello, 
None wrong with Costello. He was flying it before he went off. Reckon James McCarthy will go midfield. Michael Darren McCauley will be there. Um, which are two bloody, bloody punchy subs. The issue was coming after that. Paddy Andrews isn't on great form. Paddy Small, unproven. Kevin McManaman doesn't seem to have that same bite. So maybe the fear factor of the year, they had Connolly, Bernard Brogan, Michael Dara coming off the bench. Paul it's Flynn. As Paul well. Flynn coming off. It's not at that level. So I'm not sure what side to take on whether the, be- at the in the backs then, Rory O'Carroll didn't look great against Tyrone Merchant. I think he could do a job on Sludden again if to, if to play as a starter. I'm not sure he really... It's not like the, the Hill are going to go crazy when he's, you know, coming on. Davy Byrne, if he doesn't start, Lowndes. I'm not, I'm not sure what way... To, I don't think... It's definitely not as good as it was three years ago at the bench. I'd say Dublin are absolutely sitting back, rubbing their hands with, with this conversation <laughs> going on all over the place. Uh, yeah, you can, you can say that, but I think Dublin... Uh, you know the the sum of the parts are, are are the big thing. The team eat us. That you know someone comes on and does a job. It mightn't be, you know, like obviously Bernard Brogan can't be at the same heights that he was. But or or you know getting the game into into Dermot Connolly is certainly going to do him no harm. Rory O'Carroll coming in. They're still a huge experience for middle players. Yeah, it's it's six and one half dozen. Are they a strong opinion? I don't think they're that much weaker. Yeah. Um, you know, and when we hear about the the Dublin flaw, you know, the full back line is not great. Yet, I was reading during the week somewhere that they, they haven't conceded a goal from play this year. So, no. like, that throws that out of the way, you yeah. know. So, I think Dublin are they're as strong as they ever were, to be honest with you. I think um, their first 15 is as strong. I don't think Tony's saying they're weaker this year in their first 15. Absolutely not. I would potentially be open. Now, in fairness, I wouldn't like to mark Paddy Small with 10 minutes to go when you're wrecked. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, he is, he's a live wire type of player. So maybe just because he's not the big name of a Bernard mm. Brogan, like he still hasn't, he has to get, after say this weekend, he could get three against Mayo. I know he got f- tr- a few against Roscommon that game was over but in a tight game then suddenly he's a huge option for yeah, the bench and, and you know, he hasn't had a chance to prove that in a big game Yeah yet. and, and you, we can say maybe you know Kevin McMinn was not the same but he's liable to come in kick a couple of points get a goal out or not and then all of a sudden then the stock has gone through the roof again, again so yeah. they have that potential there and, and they've done it in the past and I I think that experience is, is, is a massive um, is, a, is a massive plus for, for Jim Gavin in Dublin and, and throwing in some of these you know younger lads coming in um, so I, I think they're in a really healthy position I, I'm not sure alright they, they might might be a, a couple of percent off being at their peak but they're not too far away in my book anyway. yeah I think their peak team was not 2015 it's it it, 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 it Listen, we have to wait and see if the five in a row pressure shows anything because really this is the game that's going to show it. This is the big knockout game against a big team and this is where the nerves of five in a row are going to kick in. It, it, realistically, in the group they were in, the Super 8s, there was no nerves there. They were getting through that. You know, Cork put up a good fight outside of that. This is knockout. This is where the Dublin players, I'm sure, will be in the dressing room before this game going, Jesus, it's all on the line here. You know, like, I mean, you have to say... While everybody talks about five in a row and none of us know what that feels like, only a very, very select few knows what the five in a row feels like for their three in a row, right? Which is a huge big deal as well. Three in a row is just as glamorous as five in a row, only the five in a row has never been done. So it's like this mystical type of thing. Lee Keegan scored a goal late in that game to put Mayo ahead. Dublin going for three in a row. If they had any nerves or showed any signs of weakness that day they just turned into ruthless killers like I mean you know so 
while neutrals might like to talk up to five in a row I just think this Dublin team won't really mind it all that much yeah they do have that amazing ability nobody hides like it's really weird nobody waits for somebody else to do something as soon as a bit of adversity comes their way they, they all seem to want the ball and they want to be the next one to score they get stronger and they make the run and they, they run ahead and take well, see, men on there, there's also the thing they might be going for five in a row but another team is trying to beat them for the first time in four years so they're getting nervous about this <laughs> whole thing too yeah, holy shit we're ahead <laughs> against oh, them. oh shit we're stopping the yeah, five in a row. And they were trying to win for the first time since fifty one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, but so I don't know who's more nervous yeah, there. Like. I, I, I think, and and you know, it, just this Dublin team seem to be so well drilled. Even even in that that passage of like, you never see anybody doing anything off script. Do you know, you'll never see someone maybe taking the ball and shooting from a ridiculous angle, or they'll still be patient. They'll still work the yeah. system, and you know. While of some serious player, and I, I think that's where Dublin are really strong. You know, you never see someone deciding to do something way out off of the, you know, what they've normally done. They just, and I, I, I hate keep saying it. They sound a little bit like, but like Jim, Jim Gavin, which are, you know, they trust themselves, they trust the system, and and they just play their. Yeah. At least you didn't say process there, well, Johnny. Yeah, so you're still on the show. I, trying, you would have, I, I would have had to kick you out for that one. Um, here's a good one for you then. So the last two five in a row chasing teams, Kerry and Kilkenny, they were beaten by the teams they'd beaten the year before going for four going for four in a row. So Kerry lost to Offaly who had beaten for the four in a row. Kilkenny beat Tipperary who had lost for the four in a row. But interestingly, Kerry beat Offaly in the semi-final also in nineteen eighty. So they beat them by five points. Then they beat them in the final in 1981 by seven points. So they pushed that out and then lost them in 82. Tyrone lost to them two years ago in a semi. Lost them in the <laughs> final last year. <laughs> written in the stars. Uh, I'm <laughs> telling you, you see, like, there's, all, there's just some higher power running all this, right? Is there? <laughs> Did you find that yourself? Uh, it's research. <laughs> and I, just, I, I stumbled upon you it. You love these little stats. Then. That's very impressive. Yeah. So you're so saying you have no chance because it's written in the stars. Tyrone are going to, to, be Tyrone has to be thrown to beat Dublin and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, apparently after, I think it was Declan Bogan, the examiner, had this after Tyrone beat Cork to get through to the semis. They've been shouting Kerry, Kerry, Kerry in the semi-finals. That the, the, I think Brian McGuigan was saying this as well, that while nobody went out to lose that game, the team they picked was to lose that game to play Kerry instead of Mayo. Yeah. I would see there's a little, maybe a little bit of truth mm. in that. And they've been shouting, come on, Kerry. They've been winding up for the Kerry game before the Dublin game. Yeah, all lads are mad. I, w- yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's untrue at all. Should Mickey Hart, after that game, the whole smiles, there wasn't yeah. a bother on him. Yeah, well, look at that. I suppose he's, he's maybe plotting in himself it's hard to see whatever they're doing in the background whether players are thinking that way I do, it's, 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 it's hard to know I, I don't know any team that goes out to, to be happy enough to come off second you know even though would you be thinking they could beat Dublin and get them into Healy Park put a few doubts in their head maybe for later on that's the way I would be t- as a player I would be thinking you know that Jenny now you see you wouldn't be playing Johnny to be resting you <laughs> <laughs> you have to get I'm your with the junior. You, have, you have to get your psyche into the into the subs bench oh, kind yeah, of psyche well, fair enough, enough yeah. <laughs> alright we'll come back and we'll talk about Mayo Dublin first Derek, great to finally get to interview you. Yeah? Oh, really, yeah? <laughs> do you, do you, why is it great? Why do you not do many interviews? I don't know, really. I wasn't being asked to do a whole while. Really? Yeah. Have you ever rang me? I, mean, I know we spoke about the defensive side of things. If you're coming in and you want to be, if you want to be the Woolly Parkinson and, and just play for myself, and, and the, the inter-county corner forward isn't just 
hatching inside either. He's, no, you know, no. he's, unfortunately for you, Willie, it won't last forever. You can ask ex-players that. You can ask your, you know that yourself, Willie. Yeah, um, mine never started at yeah, all. Well, <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so Dublin Mayo, lads, this is the big one in Croke Park at five o'clock. We're doing Paddy Power predictions in these slots because we give one section to um, Kerry Throne and one section to Dublin Mayo. So Dublin are one to five, Mayo are five to one. The handicap here is five um, in this. In fairness, I think there's only been a point or a draw in every game outside of the 15 replay and the 12 one. Mayo won by five. Dublin ended up winning that 15 replay by seven. But there was not, Lee Keegan could have put Mayo, was it four up with a, a one he put in the goalie's hands that year? Every other game, and I think there's been seven, eight, nine of them, has been one point or a draw. So, like, I mean, it's hard to know what to do with that handicap, but we'll get, get to that at the end. Will we start with matchups, lads, because they're the most enjoyable. I'm going to give you my matchups here, and you can agree or disagree. So Keegan Uncle Kenny, are we agreed on that? There's yeah. there's yeah. some talk that there, people think that Keegan will go on Fenton. I think that's completely wrong. I think Fenton would destroy Keegan in midfield if I'm being honest. This isn't like putting Keegan on Enda Smith. Enda Smith's more of a wing forward playing midfield. This is a specialist fetching midfielder who's unbelievably fast and Keegan trying. Yeah. I d- I don't know. Like I don't think Horan potentially if Rochford was the manager you might see that but not I don't think yeah. Horan well the, the one thing Keegan struggled with against Murphy was the high ball the high ball so yeah be, very risky to try yeah. It, yeah. yeah okay so Keegan Kilkenny were happy I've, I've got Harrison on Mannion I have I have Barrett on um, Conor Callaghan I have Higgins on Rock I have Cohen on Howard and I have Boyle on Scully. So Boyle will just let Scully off and he'll hold he'll hold the middle but when you look down through that just the the, the defenders Mayo have a decent matchup for most of their most of their lads. Higgins and Rock in the corner you might be a little bit worried about. You know, he'd have the size for him, but he's not the most disciplined defender in the world. I think Rock got a few off him um from play in the re- yeah. in the replay that year, but they weren't really scores he was skinning Higgins for. They were like scores that were being thrown, you know what I mean, inside yeah. to him or whatever. Yeah, well I don't think Rock will, will skin too many, but he's he's a great brain. He just ends up Taking that simple pass and, and pulling the trigger, and True. I think that's where he, he he's very good. You'll very seldom see him no taking that taking on, that yeah. on, and but you know so that's his game. Um, the other ones, it's 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 very hard. Harrison on on Mannion. Uh, is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, Harrison he's Mannion? marked yeah. him before now, yeah. and, Ma- and Ma- I've seen Mannion in person in Croke Park take Harrison on, feel the strength of him, and turn back. Yeah. You've seen him doing it. You know, he he Harrison's a physical matchup for him. He is, and and he's very um, like Mannion. Mannion is 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 very you know so accurate off his left foot, but. He's very, he seems to be very left footed. Oh, he is very. Well, he, he is, but he's so fast. But he is, and and he, he gets a shot off very quick. But I I I like them. I like the matchups. I think that end of things may all are, are very strong. Um, but it's the discipline side of things. You you're going to have to be careful. Um, Boyle can be. Look, you'd love him in your team, out but he can be a bit reckless. Yeah, but he'll let Scully off. I think he'll let Scully go on into midfield, and he'll cover the full back line. You'd have a slight worry about Barrett on Con now that Con has shown us his aerial strength, right? Yeah. So if Dublin could identify. I think Dublin will identify that. Yeah, I think your matchups are, are bang on there for the Mayo uh, backs. 
the Conor McCallaghan thing is the one I'd worry about because that's what they struggled with in 2017 was it Boyle that was on them and Boyle was on mm. Khan that year sort of yeah. basically the first 10-15 minutes like he gave but him a fairness, but Boyle did very well on him that Eventually. year Khan, did, Khan didn't have a good final that year outside of that goal now did I know the goal was the difference in the yeah. end but at the did same time did he get a point early on but he, and, and well, he, he was, scored the goal I think that he, year but he set up something early. I remember the first 10-15 minutes it was like this is too loose from. but then Boyle like, kept him out of the game then but he was the one that I'd be worrying about when I was looking at the matchups, and Barrett is the person I put on him. That high ball, you're right, is like is another option there for yeah. Dublin. But if Barrett is the man to do, it, Barrett's strong enough anyway. So even if Calm wins it, he lean into him. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. can keep him there when he when he comes back down. So here's the question then. So we've talked about all that, and I can't believe we're all in agreement yeah. on all that. <laughs> but who's going to mark Fenton? Now I'm playing Ruan. I'm playing him he looks sprightly to me I'm giving him 45 minutes and run and let's try and keep Fenton quiet in the opening half I can't see either of the two O'Shea's Mark and Fenton I, they, they wouldn't be able for him yeah I'm, I'm of the same opinion as you say how, what's in the legs um, he, do, he, he looks sharp when he came on um, whether he's, he's the full 70 plus minutes maybe not but, but then the there's thing, talks Johnny, yeah, there's he'd, talks a collar, he'd a collarbone injury so he'd have been yeah, doing his, his it, running absolutely. training that he just wouldn't have been doing any physical contact yeah, right? so his fitness should now match fitness match maybe fitness, not yeah, yeah and then you see there's, there's talks of um, Jim O'Connor you know would he be an option then maybe to come in on and, him and, then and on him then with after 50 55 minutes so that I, I think from from a point of view of, of athleticism Ruan is, is really bar you, as you say Lee Keegan is an option but I think yeah I, I wouldn't be that that disappointed to see Lee Keegan out there but I just don't know whether I prefer Lee Keegan maybe back on Uncle Kenny. I think Kenny would do a lot more of damage. You know, you're. Yeah. I suppose you're robbing Peter to pay Paul if you were putting him out there. Well, we see. I'm pu- I'm putting Durkin on McCaffrey, right? I'm p- leaving him wing yeah. forward, and I want him to take McCaffrey out of the game. You have to take their big men out of the game. If you put if you put Keegan on Fenton then you have to put Durkin on Kilkenny right so you're yeah. losing that marker on McCaffrey maybe put Fionn McDonough and McCaffrey you know it's hard to know I think Durkin has the man for McCaffrey I really do yeah he and, and look he, he definitely did a, did a fine job on on, um, on uh, McHugh, Ryan, McHugh, Ryan McHugh, yeah. you know who was who was a massive player um, for Donegal and when, when you took that it sort of engine out of the team Donegal struggled for, for long periods I, I definitely would do the same I'd put because the, the tr- for me and look at there's a spread of stars in the in the, um, the Dublin team but I think Fenton McCaffrey and Kilkenny if you can get those I won't say nullify it's very hard to nullify but if you can nullify their influence on the game it's a big dent in Dublin that's yeah. not to say they won't win it but I think that's your, they're your three lads that you have to get your, your matchup spot on yeah you definitely do what do you think do you think uh, I have Seamus O'Shea on James McCarthy so if I have Seamus O'Shea and James McCarthy and, Ru- and Seamus O'Shea and Ruan in midfield on Fenton and McCarthy it means two things Michael Dara's not starting I don't think he will um, I think his impact is too good off the bench which there's question marks about and if Ruan and Seamus O'Shea are in midfield when well, Aidan O'Shea is in the forwards centre half forward which is another big thing because he's been playing so well as that kind of man in front of the half back line you know what I mean but I just can't see who sh- who Aidan picks up either McCarthy or Fenton I don't see him being able on the ground for either the two of them <sighs> Could he not could he not go on Fenton like you know just he is our best defensive he's player too fast for him I know he's just too fast he's too for fast him. for most people but just like you know, it, it, instead of trying to free Aiden O'Shea up, you know it's like Brian Fenton is the most important player in Dublin. If we can stop him, then like we've got a big chance. Aiden O'Shea is our best defensive player. 
can you limit this guy for 45 minutes at least like you know or take yeah. him out of the game he will compete with him there yeah I think you'd lose Aiden doing a lot of that work he does by having to worry about someone else do you know that kind of way I think Aiden does his best work where he's kind of probably from centre forward he'll get that free roll to get out and double up and tackle yeah. and do all that hard work I think if he's on Fenton he'd be too worried to do that do you know yeah and it's yeah. it's it, is he, you know, you're you're putting him a specialised man marking job, really? And is he programmed to do that? Because it's easy, not. you know, it's, well, it has to be a little bit in your mindset to to be able to say, right, this is my job. Where Lee Keegan, all right, he he will do that and do it all day. And if he doesn't touch the ball, he seems to be happy with that. This is my yeah. job. I'm I'm not sure. I think you have to be a certain type of player to do that. Yeah, like I wouldn't you see do. it so much as a as a man marking job as just a midfield battle. So he's with him for the kickouts and then. After that, and he's getting back to his position, but he's still the one who's going to keep an eye on Fenton coming to the yeah, system. I, I, like I think if Fenton has has pace uh, built up, I, I think you have to sort of stop Fenton at source to stop. Though, and I, I know that's easier said than done. Like Jack Barry has done all right on him for just following him, just Later following him, shadowing. Yeah, him if you get, you need the he pace opens to up do that. that. He opens up them long. It's very mm. very difficult, and you know you're talking. Or physically, I there's no problem with Aidan O'Shea on him because there's not there's none phys- more physical than Aidan O'Shea. But I just think if you from p- pace and, and you know that transition from if Fenton gets on enough ball I think he caused him too much problems I think the what Mayo did in James Horan's last stint was play Aidan O'Shea's centre half forward and use him for kick out options so he's running right and left and obviously that age old question the centre back has do I go with him if you go with him that's brilliant it's opening up the middle we don't have to give it to him if you don't go with him well then he's a huge target with somebody just zone, you know, keep staying close to him in his own. I have a feeling he could be centre forward. I have a feeling that if it was me as the Mayo manager, again, this is a big risk, right? Because he's played so well for midfield and if it doesn't work, you're opening yourself up for all sorts of criticism. I'd have him centre forward and for the last 10 minutes of the first half, I'd put him full forward and I'd bang diagonal ball on him. They haven't done it all year. Dublin won't expect it. Halftime team talk with Dublin will be all about he's gone in full forward now. Who's going to cover him? And then he's back out midfield in the second half. You know, to start the second half and keep them guessing. Like uh, Michael Murphy was talking yesterday at the Player of the Month Awards and he says you need to take risks and the risks need to come off. He's talking about beating Dublin. And there's not never a truer word said. You need to take risks and the risks need to come off. You need to be at it and you need to have a bit of luck. You need to have a damn good team. You need to be able to match them as regards that 70 minute period. So you need a hell of a lot of things to be going your way and you need a hell of a lot of boxes ticked. So we all know now he says you need to score 220 against Dublin. (laughs) He's probably right. Like, I mean, Dublin, you have to surprise Dublin because they're so well prepared. You have to take risks and going out with the exact same team that Dublin have prepared for it's not taking risks, you know, because Mayo will definitely play in a manner that is taking risks. You know, they'll go mm. for the game, as we all know. Mm. But they absolutely have to start making Dublin have a team talk at halftime as in, what's going You know, yeah, this confusion. is a, a, a yeah. complete confusion. Yeah. But yeah. Have we not seen O'Shea being nullified in the forward line? We have. He played in there all that year, right? So the whole Dublin training leading up to that was about this, right? So as you pick him up, Keno Sullivan, you're doubling up on him. Keno Sullivan hasn't played the last couple of games. If he's in there now, and, and plus... Like, I mean, this was a time without Andy Moran. So now who's doubling up on who? Is Andy Moran dangerous? You know, mm. like things have changed since then. And you'd be surprised how basic training can be. Like you worked for that because he played there all year. He hasn't played there. He's playing fantastic. I still think Dublin would be surprised to see him land in there. And mm. I don't think they would have the same defensive plan around it. Yeah, but again, it's 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 his, you know, what ball you put into him. Like you'd have to be getting, I'd be getting telling the likes of 
uh, Paddy Dork and Kevin McLaughlin to be you know floating them diagonal balls across oh, yeah. to him you know like uh, I'm only even uh, suggesting this for 10 minutes yeah, here no. 10 <laughs> minutes there just until Dublin react and when did, when Dublin react then yeah. bring him you know what I mean let, let, leave it up to Aidan even himself you know yeah, I, d- I definitely think it, it it's it caused a bit of confusion and and um, like he's he's a good pair of hands, um, you know if you can float that ball across to him, it certainly would would cause problems. And if they win that ball in around there, throw it he, off to Fionn McDonough, bang. And plus, practice that he, he's so you know? strong. If he wins that, he won't be dispossessed. You know, and no. sometimes the referee, you know, he doesn't get maybe frees he deserves. We, we would have talked about that before. Um, but if if there's fl- players flying off him, he, you know, he's 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 an intelligent footballer. Um, Aidan O'Shea is. Um, and I'd be on Michael Murphy I think they're going to have to get get a couple of goals at least to get over the line oh definitely there, you know? and Fionn McDonough is one of his greatest strengths is cutting like crazy in off that wing when a full forward gets it and getting a pop off you know what I mean that's mm. his game and he can put it away when he gets in on his left foot and so can Durkin you know you have drive there like you know from those yeah. wings and those half forward slots so yeah they'll have the options anyway but they definitely do because it, let's be honest like Mayo have failed to beat Dublin since 2012 if we're being honest in the, in the in 2013 <coughs> in the championship so like I mean I know James Carr is a big probably a big plus like I mean he will take lads on all day long he's a bit raw and a bit one dimensional but I think he can work against the Dublin backline that will give him a one on one option and he only knows one thing when he gets the ball is to go past him take him on so you want to be on his shoulder immediately, you know what I mean, and try and get a pass off. And Fionn McDonough, I think, will give Dublin something new. Just what what may what new stuff yeah. may are coming with? How are they going to surprise Dublin, and how are they going to get goals? Yeah, and it, that's that's exactly they're going, and that's going to be the interesting thing. What out of the box thinking are they going to come up with? And um, you know, I'm, we could talk about it all day. Different different things that could happen. Um, it's it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be really interesting to see what tactic tactics uh, Mayo come up with. You know, are they going to be are Dublin going to be sitting around the table saying, well, what if he goes here and, he goes, and then Mayo come out with just so, totally something different or or maybe go orthodox as they have been going. You know, as you say, if it was Rochford, you'd be you'd be saying, okay, this this this, I have a fair chance because he does. He's not afraid to make those really. I suppose he can live or die by decisions, but Horn doesn't seem to be as. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as innovative maybe, or maybe, that's maybe as 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 crazy. Yeah, risky, cra- risky, uh, yeah, risky. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it hard <laughs> if, if you're James Horan and like, you, you're talking about the defensive matchups for Mayo there, and they're pretty good? And then you think about all the other games we got so close to Dublin. Oh, do you really want to change it too much? Like, I, I know they've done this year on year on year, yeah. but. We're only like talking about throwing Aidan O'Shea in there, bringing him out. We're not talking about ripping up the script, you know what I mean, or anything. Yeah. But I do think absolutely Tyrone exposed Dublin's vulnerability to long diagonal balls. And like, I mean, it's that's not rocket science. But this isn't Dublin's vulnerability to long diagonal balls. It's every bloody team in the countries. They are the defender's nightmare. So it's not a Dublin issue. And no, Johnny, not, I take no. your point. They've only conceded one, one goal and that was a penalty. Yeah. Now, they haven't played a top-level team yet. No. But Tyrone, definitely, if it wasn't for Comerford making a few good saves, there was tr- two or three goal chances in that first half, one-on-ones. That's where the joy is. There's mm. no doubt about it. And Dublin's strength as an attacking team is also their weakness, just like every other attacking team. You know, you will get joy if you get it in there and get it in there early while those one-on-ones are there yeah. for Carr, for Aidan O'Shea, for Andy Moran. And and the, the big thing, like you look at the Cork game when Cork went at them uh, early on, got scores on the board. All right, there's, uh, you know, maybe the mindset of Dublin will maybe Cork or yeah, you know yeah. at the level, and we we'll eventually wear. Or if that's Mayo and 
you know they're hitting and putting them on the back foot now they're in a position where it's a it's a do or die situation it's a position they haven't been in this year um, where they're, they're they're trying to uh, play f- uh, to regain a lead or they're, they're six or seven points because we have seen it in the past where they have you know with in the, the likes of the court game where they were put on the back foot um, but if that's Mayo putting them on the back foot now that's a different environment for them to be in and that's when the pressure will I would think because you know and they're an unbelievable team there's no doubt but they're human as well and you know they'll have doubts at times if you put the doubts in their head you know they're not yeah. they're not robots yeah. um, so I think no matter that's how a, Jim wants well, them to be <laughs> <laughs> but, but so I think if Mayo can get a really good start put the doubts in their head um, early on now, as I said this is all you know it's easier said than done and, um, but that's where I think Mayo can really cause them cause them bother yeah no and w- would you start Andy Moran Um <clears throat> It's Andy Moran. I, it's hard to know. Maybe not. I think maybe leave him, leave him come in because he's when he does come in, he, he's an impact. I, I prefer to bring him in than take him off. I, I, I just think, um, bring taking him off. I don't think it does him, or I don't think it does the team any good. He, he still is a leader, a big leader in the team. When he comes in, he makes things happen. I'm not sure whether I'd start him. I yeah. prefer to be, be bringing him on than See, taking him off. But the one thing, the can, like Darren Cohen's head is gone now. His confidence is shot. So he has to come in off the bench where he knows he's not going to get taken off. He's just coming in now and the pressure's off him. So unless you're going to go with Aidan O'Shea and Carr inside uh, and maybe Killian O'Connor just in front of them and maybe have that your forward lineup, yeah. or maybe Killian <laughs> and Carr. I'd leave Carr inside. I think Carr can do damage. He's such a big kind of fella who can take a lad on in a one-on-one and he can score goals. Him drifting, I don't think will work as well against Dublin. I'd leave him in uh, with Killian and I'd potentially switch Killian and Aidan O'Shea from 11 to 14 based on, you know, how the game is kind of going or whenever you want to give the signal to let Aidan go in, give them a few rattles. The minute Aidan goes in, it's long diagonal balls, you know, and leave him and Carr in there. And that's kind of how, that's how I would line them up with Cohen coming in off the bench, Dermot O'Connor coming in off the bench, Vaughan coming in off the bench, Andy Moran coming in off the bench. Yeah. It's not a bad bench then no, for me either. No, it's not. And I suppose there's, you're, I'm divided whether to start anymore because he causes, he causes um, confusion in there. Like he's so, and he's such a good ball winner. Yeah. His runs are so intelligent. He's such a team player, you know, and yet he doesn't have the full 70 minutes in the legs it's, it's a tricky one what yeah. to do because I'd give him half an hour to finish the game I yeah. think I'm yeah. on that line yeah, maybe he got 55 so. there against Donegal and he, and he, <laughs> he did, lasted yeah. the whole time yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Tony McIntyre told us down in Westport that he doesn't have it in the legs like, so they're probably looking at stats from, from when he was there Right. Yeah. so that's the interesting thing but I, th- I think you need Cohen or Andy Moore in there I think like uh, as big of an impact as Aidan O'Shea is I just think those two are more out and out full forwards they can score and they'll hold the shape a bit more more and a better mover I'd rather have yeah. more but I don't, yeah, I don't know and, and you see when we say Cohen is you know maybe not where he was but you know the confidence maybe having a start giving him a start maybe the the mindset of, of James Horn talking was like, look at yeah, maybe you had a little bit of a blip there but we have the confidence that could be enough to kickstart all he needs is a couple of scores and he's back in the group it's yeah. you know and, and like we don't know I suppose we don't know them <clears throat> James Horn will know these lads you know better than they know themselves 
you know, it, it's a lot of it is to do with the mindset of where a lad is at because there is some players, you rightly state, that, you know, if they don't win the first couple of balls, you may take them off. And there's other lads can have their worst match and their best match in the same match. That's just, they're, yeah. they're nearly robotic and they just, they don't know when they're playing bad and they just get on with it and they do the same thing. So, it, it, depend, it depends on their mindset. Um, Cohen, you know, if he could reach the form he had maybe earlier on, he'd be a massive plus for them too. Yeah, no, like he, he definitely does. Here, listen to this. Dublin's backs and midfielders have scored 7-18 between them. An average of almost 1-4 per match. That's 31% of the team's overall tally from play. Their backs and their midfielders. Um, Fenton, Fenton, like people are talking about Con an awful lot. He scored 2-9. And that's coming through a weak Leinster Championship. You'd imagine he'd be on a little bit more than that now. He was excellent against Roscommon. Fenton's on 2-7. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, 2-9 isn't the greatest return coming through Leinster and a weak enough uh, Super 8 group. Yeah, you'd love to see the stats on, on his uh, assist. Yeah, though. maybe. You Mannion's know. on 17 from play. Like, a big, he, 17 is a good return. It's You're chipping in with yeah. 3, 4 from play there every game. Every game, yeah. You know, so like, I mean, that's the thing. And it's the midfield that Mayo and the defence, it's the Jack McCaffrey and Fenton. Like you could argue that they're the two most important players to, to quieten down. I think they are because when you, even when you keep the forwards at bay, which some teams have done for periods, it's those two that just come streaming through and yeah. then eventually forwards get free because of that. And and you can't keep those two quiet. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's possible to keep McCaffrey and Fenton out of a game for 70 minutes. They're yeah, good. No, they definitely are. So just finish up on the kickouts, lads. I think Mayo are going to go along with most of their kickouts. I think the, on the evidence of the Donegal game, Henley's just getting it out there. And I think that's right. And because it's going along, Mayo can flood the break area. Like, I mean, they can have a, actually a plan on where, like, this isn't going to be caught because Fenton's a great man to actually yeah. punch it through. And, and McCarthy does that as well. So if, May, if it's Mayo's kickout, they know the side it's going. And they need to flood more bodies to that side for that breaking ball than Dublin. Because Dublin are actually very good on the breaking ball. But uh, they're very good on their own breaking ball. Do you get me? Yeah, so, like, yeah. I mean, they know when Cluxton's going, they're underneath that. But you're dictating the kick out. You're giving a signal which side of the field. Fenton does, in fairness, love leaving his man and trying to get across to the other yeah. side. You know these midfielders who are just, you're trying to keep it away from them and he's standing in the middle of the field not wanting to commit over or back because Fenton wants to catch every kick out. Um, and it's like that but that's it it's the signal to either side and it's to get enough bodies over in under that break probably half forwards rather than the, the half backs risking getting in under it yeah well the, the, like, the, the, I think I maybe differ I think that, that you're, you're looking for that you know if you know if, 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 if Henley's kicking it out we'd say as he's facing over to the, the right hand side you know you often hear it called that ring of steel so you've, you've, you've your half forward coming in in case it breaks behind you which is it doesn't too often and then, or half forward coming around to the front, you know, to to, to pick up the brakes, and the ha- or or half forward, half back coming in. Um, but they, I'm I've no doubt they've that they know exactly their their calls on their kick out because they they have to, um, they have to know exactly where they're going every single time. And it'll be interesting to see does he give away, you know, is there a sign or a signal to say which which way he's going? And and obviously Dublin will be will be looking at hard at that as well. Um, for me. The short kick out, unless it's a hundred and ten percent, it shouldn't happen. Not yeah, against no, Dublin. No. It's too risky. It is, and and what are you know, gaining from it? Absolutely, you're you're, you're not. You're just worried. Cluxon is nearly the only one 
um, you're like Rob Henley you'll be looking from behind the couch hopefully this doesn't go you know because yeah. they will uh, they'll destroy you every time yeah. you know if you yeah. give that one chance away it's in the back of net every time you know so yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be put it past Dublin to launch in a few on the top of the square to Con and Hell test Henley out as well because yeah. he like, let's be honest the man's a human being and I'm sure like he's while well, he had a brilliant league final and got that great save he's made mistakes since then yeah. and like he he has to be nervous yeah and that's what I actually Kirk gets a lot of credit for his shot stopping but he also just cleans out that area Calmness. anything yeah, that comes well, out yeah. he catches it or just empties everybody in sight and gets the ball away too yeah and um, the, like the, the short kick I think like the risk of conceding a goal or a point is way more than you'd probably score yeah. from getting the ball at corner back and then working it up the pitch and scoring yeah. like the amount of times you concede from that because coming up through the hand is letting Dublin filter back with you yeah. and yeah. when you meet Dublin when they've 12 behind the ball you ain't getting through them yeah. they're too big like I mean so it's brain dead going short with your kick out really against Dublin yeah. isn't it you're not yeah. scoring you're tired then You've unless unless Dublin are after winning the last three or four and you need to gain possession or yeah, something and like that they're and not in position yeah. and there's an easy exactly a no brainer yeah. yeah tapping it out to, to uh, Brendan Harrison or something like that that he's on his own Yeah, but I'd be sure and he'd be out towards the sideline I wouldn't be kicking it to him yeah. straight in front of goal yeah. no they they, do, they pop up during a game mm, when do. the game's frantic yeah, and a, a score has come yeah, yeah, yeah they will come up right lads we'll get predictions you could actually talk about this game for yeah. fucking two hours <laughs> just on its own like there's so much going on so what we'll we'll start with you Johnny Dublin 1-5 to five, Mayo 5-1 to one, and the handicap here 5 Whoa. yeah well I think I think Dublin will win it um with a win with the handicap I'm not so sure I think it's going to be very tight um, the whole romance in me would love to see love to see Mayo and I think they will be close but I just don't see them beating Dublin on this occasion uh, I just think Dublin have they're just too well drilled I'm worried about Mayo's run already it can be momentum and it can be but it just it's very hard to go on such a run and not pick up bodies not pick up tired bodies tired minds while they will be absolutely gunning to get into Crow Park to play to play Dublin as it's where everybody wants to be packed house. I just think over the seventy five, six, seven minutes, I don't know whether they just have enough in the tank for for, the, for a win. Okay, so you're gonna get them Dublin. Dublin and the five? Um, no, I'll go Give Mayo a five I, point I, head start. Yeah, I, I just about just about <laughs> on, on the edge Paddy Power are always good with those handicaps yeah, to make you think Conan yeah. what about you yeah I'd definitely go Mayo plus five like I think that's very generous for them um, I think Dublin will win but I thought it would just be a point or two and Dublin have never beaten a handicap I've never not beaten, beaten a handicap, handicap this yeah. year Oh, that changes. <laughs> beaten every handicap. Yeah, but Mayo were back, will they? Like, <laughs> like that intensity they brought against Donegal. That's that's the best of Mayo. And when the defence yeah. is on top, and I think they'll have that again on Saturday. I just think it'll be midfield where Dublin will win it, and I think that'll be a point or two difference. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm on a similar line, lads. Mayo plus five, but Dublin to win is. Uh, is my prediction I'd fancy Mayo with a plus five start I think we haven't talked about the weather the weather forecast is for wet I'd say Mayo fans would just be praying for a wet blustery day yeah. seriously and turn this into a so battle too. and let's see because let's be honest Mayo's battling qualities oh. like when it gets into a battle that's where they have their biggest chance if it's a lovely day like, there is a time Dublin are going to put this Mayo team away and stop annoying us now We're, you know what I mean and yeah. give them a bit of a licking that's coming don't think it's not because with the age profile of the teams you just hope that Mayo just have another year of turning it, a wet day, turning it into a dog fight. 
and Mayo in a dog fight have a great chance and in any have, game and yeah. that's it Donegal learned that hard lesson themselves you know in Castlebar so look we're all on the same wave, wavelength here lads so we, we'll leave it there and we'll come back and we'll talk about the other semi-final <laughs> Doherty was a fantastic analyst and I mean I really heed what he would say in your programme I think, I think Tyrone are going to win I'm going to go with them I, as much as I, I predicted Dublin to win the All-Ireland at the start of the year I just think Tyrone are going too well they're unaffected by the other team too well set up I think they've been preparing for Dublin for two years they're ready for them I'm, I'm going to go with them you Okay, so Kerry Tyrone. It's weird that Kerry Tyrone is almost the lesser game of the two. <laughs> yeah. This is Kerry Tyrone, you know, like, I mean, which is an incredible rivalry in its own right. Now, it's not a rivalry for these two teams. The last time they played each other in the championship was 2015. Kerry team has just, you know, changed so much from then. Even the Tyrone team, they've all those 2015 under-21 All-Ireland winners like Cottle McShane, Connor Myler, Hamsey, all these fellas, they're all coming in. So neither... That rivalry is just a historical rivalry at this stage. It would probably have no bearing on this game, although maybe it will. Maybe these players grew up through that rivalry and are a little bit pissed off by <laughs> some of the things that went on there. I'd say that, that from the Kerry side of it, they probably will be. A little bit, A, a yeah. little bit, yeah. You know, like in the big games in the past, you could, I know Kerry people might like it if you said, but it would be said that Tyrone bullied them yeah. uh, in big games and didn't. And that is maybe something. Maybe didn't bully them, but beat them. Well, beat them. Well, yeah. It's they definitely they definitely put them on the back foot in in, in lots of cases and it did so I would say that, that that thing would be definitely evident in Kerry even though as you rightly point out they're they're two totally different teams from from and so but I still think there's a bit of rivalry albeit it's not to the height of of um, the naughties as such. Um, but it is, it's an intriguing game, maybe not as much of a talking point as, as we would have had over the Kerry, over the Dublin Mayo match. Um, it still has, there's lots of questions, lots of lots of interest in, you know, the match-ups and who will play where and what, you know, the, the question marks and the Kerry defence is still there. So there's lots of, lots of talking points and uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an intriguing game too. The Kerry defence has improved, right? So they conceded three goals to me on the league final. They conceded three goals to Cork in the Munster final. They only conceded uh, two goals in the three Super 8 games. Now that's against Kerry, or that's against Mayo, Donegal and Mead. So that's an improvement in their defence. And we talked after the Mayo game that there was a clear sign of a little bit of communication and a little bit of not being married to your own man and all these old school defensive qualities that were there before zonal players came into play. But also, like, bite the whites, they weren't married to their own men. They were, like, on top of their men until it didn't make any sense to be on top of their yeah. men. So really, the message has gotten through. Maybe it has been a a bit of a public shaming so it's very easy for a manager then to sort of put the question to people but yeah. then like you look at the job that Morley did against Donegal and like you know, all these boys are standing up then Paul Murphy like these boys now I don't know if it was a question of pride entirely they're obviously good defenders but like yeah it has like it has registered with them and it's a yeah. bit more of a deliberate emphasis on defence I think I, I, it was a Sean O'Sullivan in the Examiner was talking about who's the orchestrator in your defence and Seamus Moynihan used to lynch lads that if the attacking ha- if the half back line's all going forward he is attacking someone to get back and lynching him you hold there that's when he was full back if he's centre back he's going to hold and he's going to tell 
like every team needs that yeah. and I'm not sure who that is with Kerry because it seems to chop and change and it don't seem to be that you know Kira McGinney like yeah, genuinely that centre back position is so important to not be letting lads off and you know I don't know who your lad was Johnny back in your time well, of playing obviously when, when it was us when I started on the team was Glenn you know oh, Glenn, Glenn obviously Glenn was, ah, yeah, he, he, was, he was the, he, you just didn't you did your job or you heard about it and then yeah. you'd, McCreer, Willie out the far side yeah, would have been something similar you know just totally totally just pinned you to the ground if you if you didn't do managers the job, so. on the field absolutely like, get yeah. back yeah. cover you know yeah. but it wasn't uh, next time you know <laughs> you, you you knew your job and if you didn't they let you know very quick so yeah he's right you do need someone and and that sort of leader talisman in the defense it, it's not that evident um with the in the carry cell but I, it certainly has improved and, and as you said the stats are there but it's not fixed by like you look at the the Meag and like Meag could have been in for another easily another two or three goals um the last day and all right it's you know it was a dead rubber game and all that thing but in a dead rubber game that's an opportunity to really work on what you'd been working on to really you know where were weak um and I I'd be nervous of that carry defence still I'm just not sure that that yeah. they, they they are like they might get away with it um, against Tyrone. Well, the, the times for the time for blindly following your man against Tyrone is isn't the right thing to do against them because let's be honest, Tyrone tried to change their game plan. They won't go back to the other game plan. I think Donnelly and McShane will start inside and they can do a lot of damage. I think everyone else will defend. So right, there's going to be a huge disconnect between those two, and that's going to be a, a decision Tyrone have to deal with because I think they'll be so worried about the Kerry defence I think they will work it to a point where Kerry have people, men back and then they'll kick it to the two lads inside I don't I don't think they'll try and fill that gap I don't think they will yeah. I think everyone else will defend because of Clifford because of Geeney because of Stephen O'Brien yeah. they're just too conservative they, th- they probably think we'll get the defence in order and the two lads will do enough damage on the other side yeah. when we get up close enough to them now obviously from the Kerry point of view Tyrone can't kick that far and Kerry has to leave one man back covering those two or that's just madness if they don't. So then Tyrone have to work it up through the hands and then start giving in ball when they get up a bit further. Kerry have to have enough kind of bodies back to be able to deal with that at that stage. Yeah, I guess that's where a good centre-back is going to come in handy though because we talked about McFadden just sweeping in front of the keeper. Yeah, I think Crowley can hold that centre. He can hold the centre but he also doesn't want like if Kerry are rightly maybe holding a few men back instead of blindly following their own you don't want them all just sitting back inside the board. You you need to meet them at the right time so that ball in the machine is... They leave one back covering and everyone else will attack because I think Tyrone don't have the kick-pass option. So Kerry will come back with them as they're, you know what I mean? Attack. Yeah. I do think from an attacking point of view, Kerry will lead Clifford and Spillane inside, but they will fill that gap with O'Brien and Geeney, right? So I think Kerry have a kick and attacking game plan and they'll have a running game plan. Throne will only have the kicking game plan when they get up to the 45. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they can't move the ball down fast. Now, obviously, unless they're just banking from set plays like kickouts, they will get the one-on-ones and they will have their half-hour line in place from the kickouts. So they may be thinking, right, James Morgan, let's get, get it long and let's try and get some ball mm-hmm. up the field and that's where we'll catch Kerry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I certainly think it's, it's, you know, like Tyrone are, are not going to, they're not going to deviate too much from, from what we've seen so far. And in fairness, them they're they're good playing the ball through the hands. Then it's the decision making: how far, where do Kerry pin them? And they have to pin them aggressively because they do coming from that half back line. Um, 
Tyrone's have at and they're, they're athletic they do that's their bread and butter is, is running attacking teams at, uh, at pace and I'm just I'd be nervous if, you know if they get a run in Kerry if Kerry sit too much back you know and, and let them run at them they'll cause them trouble but how far do you leave you know obviously as you say well, they're going to leave somebody sitting in front of the two boys but you know in Crow Park just having it even three on two can be can be tr- tricky. Yeah. It, it, we see Tyrone won't kick it from that far back. If you've got yeah, one I, I mark and two that, and there's yeah. a big disconnect, then Tyrone will not kick it. It's stupid. But, uh, but so uh, they have to work everything up absolutely. to a point where they can kick a good and, ball. And I suppose it's that point is is where where do Kerry meet them at that point? You know, while they do have to and 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 stop because all it is is is, is an overlap. Um, a ball put into so, uh, a fall coming on and all of a sudden then he has that time in around the middle of the field has the time and space to to play that ball in and even if it's 2-1-1 one, one, you know if you have um, McShane in there and you're putting a ball in space I'd be confident of them even in that t- because Crow Park is so big um, so it's it's just how Kerry defensively deal with it how yeah. far to push you know can they get it stopped can they get it slowed down where Tyrone if they break that gain line and all of a sudden then they're in a, in a, in a great position with, with maybe the carry defence sort of pulled apart. Yeah, that's the thing. So Tyrone are thinking, right? So that's grand. We'll work it up through the hands. We'll commit everybody forward, um, everybody that we can. Kerry will, in general, pair off pretty much with them. So that kick pass will still be on when we get up there. You know, that's kind of way Tyrone. And Tyrone are probably thinking that when McShane does get it in his hands, he can roast uh, Morley or Foley. You imagine Morley and Foley will be the two uh, to Mark McShane and Donnelly and that's that's a bit of a mismatch with the mm. strength of these two fellas and their ability to take you on yeah and I think that's where that's that's the real trump card for for Tyrone is, is getting them two boys on the ball as much as possible in, in a threatening area again easier said than done but I, I'm just I've been from a Kerry point of view I'm still I think them two lads alone the way Tyrone played their game can cause Kerry a, where a defence that is not full of confidence can cause them a good bit of bother. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, is that, what, what do you think of the matchups? Who will mark Clifford? Ronan McNamee probably got McNamee, the size. Yeah. You'd imagine he's going to mark him. McKernan on Spillane, maybe. I was thinking McKernan on O'Brien. McKernan's been playing in the half-back line. Maybe Hamsey might mark um, uh, Geeney. He might mark Geeney. They're, they're probably their three best markers, Ronan McNamee, Hamsey and McKernan, right? Or McKernan's probably more of a wing-back. Like I mean, I don't think he's a brilliant wing uh, marker, but he'd probably... Ma- the best one to mark O'Brien. Frank Burns definitely isn't because he, <laughs> no, he, he hates marking, yeah. <laughs> marking his man. Like, I'm not sure if McGeary, I think Tiernan McCann might come back into the team um, for this one. Like, he's he's a guaranteed starter usually. You know, he's been out since the, was it since the suspension he's been mm-hmm. out? It has been since the suspension, yeah. But I, I think I think Kieran McGeary is a serious weak link in that defence if he plays there. Yeah, but what a lovely, like, you know, man Tiernan McCann is to bring on as well. You know, it's, that's the, that's the sort of thing like you're looking at Tyrone's bench and like Hamsey hasn't always been starting Richie Donnelly was class the last day you know Tiernan McCann if you can hold those boys in reserve somehow it'd be a brilliant boost to bring them on with yeah. 30 minutes to go but yeah you're right to Kieran McGeary is probably the one I'd be looking at as well and maybe thinking about bringing I'd, I'd bring Tiernan McCann in to be honest yeah the Shane Ryan kickouts a um, few bad ones against Mead um, hard to know what he's going to do there he seems to be dodgy in the short ones this, this, here's the thing right why is all these goalkeepers who are not great at short kickouts trying short kickouts? <laughs> like if I was a corner forward, right, and the Gooch is a corner forward and he can do things I can't do, 
would I continue to try and do things the Gooch do or would I say to myself what am I good at yeah. what are my strengths like this is everyone trying to copy Cluxton and they're not able to do it yeah. whereas out the field if you were to use the exact same example you say this is crazy stuff <laughs> be what? your own player yeah. do what? what you're good at and you wouldn't be allowed to do it either a manager wouldn't let you yeah. no no. <laughs> the, the other side of it is I'd ask a question is why are some support like they're inter-county goalkeepers it's like saying you know uh, Dean Rock's a free taker but he's not great at <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a massive, massive, massive part of the game. Yeah. It's nearly more important than <laughs> that's the classic. Yeah, he's, not, he's on the freeze. He's not great. Yeah, like, like he, he, these guys should be. You know, I, yeah. I remember years ago reading reading uh, John O'Leary's book, and and uh, he was obviously it was a different game and everything. He did all rugby boots and drive down. But his his strategy was he used to kick in. So. He'd, he'd work and he'd try to kick the ball over the bar so that was his target so he'd move along the line so he was trying to hit targets he said well, that makes sense you know what I mean so I, I just don't get, I just don't get it that they are all improving at it but what I'm saying when it comes push comes to show know, some there of is them pressure to, and there's, yeah. now, it is when there's a zonal press on you yeah, there's I, no I, target no. I, I just can't but, comprehend but even, I'm not great at them there's a zonal press and I'm still going to try and force this through and even, even where they're giving it Giving it straight yeah, to the full yeah. back. Like yeah. you're thinking, if the, God Almighty just says you have to give it out, you put it to the corner at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you're kicking it into the corner that you're coming. So if I'm right footed, I'm kicking to the to the left corner yeah. back as I'm coming. Other than that, you don't give it. Put it out 50 50. So, yeah. And then nobody can criticise you. And if David Moore doesn't win it, and that's what more can I do? But I think this will turn back around, lads. I think this is a phase, these obsess, obsession of short kickouts. I think some goalkeepers are going to start getting known for long kickouts. And the opposition's going to prepare so much for the long ones, these short ones will appear. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. that? And then you can tap it to the halfback line because there's no big zonal press. They're going to be worried about where the ball, you know, the two areas the ball lands. They're going to be flooding those areas, the opposition. I think if Henley was to find his own niche instead of copying, you know, Cluxton and say, I, what I'm brilliant at is long bullet type kickouts and give 90% like that. And now all of a sudden that big aggressive press will be gone. Mm. And now suddenly those tapping little, you know, ones will appear over the course of a year or two. Why aren't goalkeepers thinking like this? Yeah. Instead of trying to copy yeah. something you're just not that good at. Yeah, yeah. And you say, find my own niche and what, what, what am I good at? I mean, Armagh did it a few years ago to Kildare. They just brought the whole midfield half up. And yeah. Blaine Hughes. Blaine yeah. Hughes hit the half forward line. Absolutely destroyed Kildare. Yeah. Do you know, just, you know, he's, he's a really good kick out and it's very hard. There's a there's a massive blanket of space in behind the midfielders, yeah. and it just hit him every time. Mm. And there was one. Obviously, Kildare could see it happening. They sat back, and all of a sudden, he just popped in front of the two midfielders. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, simple things like that can be. It's it, their match when your own your own kick out is vital. It's like kicking. A, it's like getting a free around the middle and just driving it in. You know, fifty fifty. You would get away with it at the odd time, but like. You have to win your own kickouts. Yeah, no, know? I completely, I completely agree. So, like, I mean, who do we fancy here, lads? We'll have to get. Uh, this is a much more difficult one to call. Uh, talk away there, Johnny, while I find the odds that I've put. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a hand with the odds. Um, yeah, it is, but I think it's. No, a, it's no, a you can stop. I have oh, them. Deadly. Okay. <laughs> I, I can put my politician's answer back. So, carry our favourites according to Paddy Power. This is Paddy Power predictions: four to five favourites. Throne six to four. Probably the bet of the weekend. Throne at six to four. Um, you know, one and a half to one against uh, against Kerry. Look, go on, Johnny. I'll let you uh, give your call on um, it first. Yeah, again, really, a really hard one. 
you're thinking obviously you know the, the, the easy thing to say is that the carry forwards if they if they click which they've shown lots of times this year when they do click and um, there's some serious serious you know the, the roll off some of us roll off Pogini at some part of the year all of a sudden then he comes oh, in well I was dropping him for the Mayo yeah. game wasn't I <laughs> <laughs> you're too polite uh, to bring that up were you in here for that show were you <laughs> I didn't want you to throw me now, out before, that, only, before the end of the show I only said that game yeah, right yeah, yeah, I thought you had him retired no no, no. and in my defence Johnny what way did Kerry line up there Clifford on his own yeah. and Gini and O'Brien uh, in front of him yeah so that's why I wasn't giving you too much stick <laughs> <laughs> but so that's a massive thing in the space in Crow Park. Now, whether you know, we know they're not going to, um, Tyrone are not going to give them that that huge, uh, huge space. I wouldn't be surprised if this one ends in a draw, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be, it's going to be really, really close. Um, you know, the Donegal or the, the Tyrone for again, if they can get McShane and and um. Donnelly onto the onto it, win enough ball in there, they're going to cause Kerry a lot of trouble. Um, you know, if they can get in for a, a goal or two, it'll be very difficult to beat. But I wouldn't be surprised if it ends in a draw. Right. Okay, Conan. Yeah, I think uh, Tyrone will win. I think they've had a lot of very valuable lessons through the championship, Donegal and then Cork, and I think they're more flexible because of it, and they can do more things. I, I don't think Matty Donnelly will start inside, but then that's the option they have if things are going wrong. And really, even after the Cork game, you think? Yeah, they w- oh, I think God. he should, but I don't think they they'll do it. Like you know, I think they'll be around the middle and um, still doing good work out there. But they'll see how it goes, and then they have the option. But they also have McCurry, you know, so it's a different sort of player. And yeah, and I think they've got the matchups. In the back line, they sort of limit Kerry more so than Kerry can limit Tyrone. Yeah, and, and on the Donny thing, like he's one of those players, you know, you probably can't afford to have not on the ball for too long if the, if the ball is not coming in. Mm. Where you leave Machine and you get him on because he he does make things happen when he's on the ball, you know, and yeah. that direct running and he can play, you know, he's such a versatile player. He can play in any position from the midfield yeah. in, you know. So that'll be interesting to see maybe he'll, he'll, he'll float in and float out I would imagine there'll be a lot of that going on as well I'd be incredibly disappointed if Donnelly I'm basing my Tyrone prediction on, the, on Donnelly and McShane being inside and staying inside and if they don't do that if they just go with McShane I'd fancy Kerry like I mean is that sitting on the fence I'd be so disappointed with Tyrone if they reverted back to McShane on his own after that bloody Cork game and you're after putting the doubt I think there's, <laughs> there's nothing surer now than Donnelly and McShane Should be, are, yeah. are going to go in there I'd be they don't deserve to win it if they don't <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. They don't deserve to win that game if they go with that same lineup as the first half against Cork and ignore the second half <laughs> lineup. Yeah. They don't. That is conservative football at its absolute height, and it would make me sick to see that. It would. <laughs> I swear I would have no sympathy on them if they lose. I don't think they will. I think Tyrone are longer in the tooth. I think they have to for their progression as a team. They've lost semi final, final. They need to win this. Kerry are coming I don't think the, now I know they're crazy county and they have to be contesting finals I think their age profile I think Tyrone are a bit longer in the tooth so t- what will mess this up with Tyrone if they just don't go and try and win it you yeah. know and that could easily happen if, if mm. what you were saying if you'd be totally rattled I'm still thinking <laughs> I'm still thinking of watching this game getting all thick about <laughs> Max where's Dunley he's out on the field I was actually picturing what your tweet's going to be during the first half of the and game. imagine if Port Leash are beating an intermediate oh, there'd be no living well <laughs> yeah exactly it could be a terrible day altogether I, well that, that's, that's my prediction I think I think Tyrone, if they go, if they try and win it, I think Tyrone will will win it. And if they just play McShane up front for the majority of the game, I think Kerry will 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 be able to contain them. And I think Kerry will win it. So I don't know if that's sitting on the fence or what the hell it is, lads. But that's it. That's all we've time for. Um, we'll be back with Joe from Paddy Power. 
Joe, how's it going? All good, thanks. Yeah, how are you? Great stuff. We're all Ireland semi final. Two absolute blockbusters, so we're fairly excited in here. Yeah, me too. About bloody time, I guess, as well. We've been waiting all year for a weekend like this. Yeah, and we got exactly what we wanted. So we're, we're, oh, we'll start with my with my bet. And I'm on a roll here after last week. I had a brilliant bet come up last week, which I, kn- I know you were going to draw everyone's attention to. Absolutely, yeah. we got to celebrate the successes as well as the <laughs> failures. Um, so we got you. That was 11-1 to 1 last week. That was boosted out. So it was a, a very good win on that one. It's definitely your biggest win of the year so far. So that'll be thrown into the kitty now for uh, whatever we get the total up to by, by the end of the summer. Great stuff. 11-1. to 1. I can retire now after 11-1 to 1, uh, winner came in. So what have I gone for this week, Joe? So this week you've gone for Dublin to be leading at half-time and full-time and Tyrone to win just straight thrown win so that was 11 to 4 and that's now coming in at 7 to 2 so it was, it was a bit below 3 to 1 and now it's paying 3.5 to 1 for uh, your, your accumulator for this week OK very good so um, let's everybody uh, go on to that if you agree with me so what, have, what else have we got here before we get into the two games Joe any specials? Yeah, we've got a good few this weekend. Obviously, we're only the uh, only the two games on the football. The, we've got a good few specials there to keep people interested. So, as always, we have the money back special, which you can talk about during the games with the uh, the first goal scorer. But outside of that, um, we have a bit of an underdog special with our power prices. So, Mayo and Tyrone to win was paying fourteen to one. That's just been boosted up to sixteen to one. So, if you fancy the uh, the underdogs this weekend to both get wins, that'll pay uh, pay a nicely at sixteen to one. Um, and then another sort of long odd shot there as well. We've Dublin and Tyrone to win by one to three points respectively to to win beat both of their games by one to three points. So that was twenty to one. That's now paying twenty five to one. So there's a, a couple of uh, juicy ones there, if, if if of interest. And one final one there then on the pair of prices. All four teams this weekend to score a goal in the semi finals. That was twenty three to ten. That's just been pushed out a bit to eleven to four. Twenty three to okay, eleven to four, right. Okay, that's uh that's usually I like that one, but I'm not sure about the Kerry Tyrone game. I'm not sure they'll both score um goals. I'm not sure it's just after jumping to I'm my not head. convinced myself either. Same with Dublin that have been going well, but it's uh at the same time all teams will be going gung ho to get one because they're so crucial these yeah, days. So no, but that's true. you never know what might might turn up. That's true. And got Dublin have only conceded one goal so far in the championship and it's been a penalty has it been a penalty or has it been a set piece anyway? So like I mean they're they've gone fairly good at the back. We'll start off with that Dublin Mayo one. Uh, Joe, because Dublin are one to five, which is much shorter odds than we usually see them, and May are five to one. It's not a terrible thing to say that they're still one to five, and we're now almost celebrating a close, a close game. The handicap here is plus or minus five. Yeah, that's the mad thing. I mean, D- Dublin have been such short odds all year that one to five in the semi-final. It sounds sounds crazy, but it's probably. Well, I don't know. It's a relatively fair price. As a Dublin fan, every day that goes by, I'm getting more and more worried. So I wouldn't be convinced that one to five is a good price at all. But yeah, Mayo five to one is a nice, uh, nice prospect for particularly for the men from the west and wanting to get on the get on the bandwagon. Yeah, and the handicap of around five. We all went for Mayo plus five. There's not, there hasn't been anything in it between these two two teams other than one replay in 2015 where Dublin came out, uh, I think seven point winners with goals towards the end. Yeah, the handicaps. In fairness, with the odds may have been five to one. The handicaps relatively small, at five points. But at the same time, I'd, I'd be inclined to 
to expect Mayo to get a lot closer. I mean, there's just something about Dublin Mayo, and I'm delighted that the the five in the five in a row year that one way or the other this game had to happen, and it is going to happen now. So there will be a line drawn under the the Mayo Dublin rivalry one way or the other. But I think uh, I think Mayo should get inside those five points, and I've actually one of the one of the bets I picked out for this weekend in particular is the Mayo to be leading at halftime and Dublin to win the game overall a full time. That's nine to two. I just think that Mayo are obviously on the on the crest of a wave coming off the last few weekends, or particularly last weekend. And anyway, they're probably not going to have the legs to go for 70, but they're, they're sure as hell going to need to go for the first 35 anyway to have any hope. So I could see Mayo kind of getting a slow, maybe not a slow start in Dublin, but they haven't been in that sort of white heat of championship at all, really, Dublin this year. So Mayo half-time, Dublin full-time could be one there at 92. OK, very good. Anything else in that game before we move on to the next one? Yeah, well, you kind of mentioned it there about Dublin only conceding one goal in the six matches so far this year. So one of the, the hashtag what odds, Paddy, that came in this week was Dublin to win without conceding a goal. So that's seven to four. And obviously, if Dublin are only paying one to five to win the match straight, if it was Dublin to win without conceding a goal at all, it's seven to four. That It definitely gives a, gives a bit more value for Dublin backers. OK, very good. So Kerry, Tyrone game. This is a lot closer. You have Tyrone six to four outsiders. I think Kerry are four to five uh, favourites in this one and the handicap's not really worth talking about in this one because it's so close. Yes, yeah, but on there, the odds there at the moment are right. There hasn't been much fluctuation in it at all. But uh, again, I think Tyrone are, are overpriced there. For, for me, yeah. they'd be life favourites so I'd lean towards them personally anyway so I think 64 is a decent price there but obviously it's a, it's going to be a bit of a toss of a coin between the, the two two big dogs Yeah definitely any other what other bets have you looked at in this one? Uh, well, one that we've kind of talked about a few times before the, the winning margins so uh, uh, me personally I expect Tyrone to win it in a squeaker so Tyrone to win by 1-3 to three points on the day is 7-2 to two, and for Tyrone to win by 1-5 to five points is 5-2 to two. So obviously you're getting like I mean you yeah. win you can't see them winning by any more than five at the absolute maximum and you're getting pretty much double or treble your your potential winning odds for Toronto six to four there so I'd definitely be having a look at the the one to three or one to five wins and on the same boat if you're on if you're on Kerry's side there Kerry are three to one to win by one to three points and they're seven to four to win by one to five so there's a good bit of leeway there in terms of how much a team might win by and obviously it gives you a good boost on the uh, on just the straight match odds. Yeah, I think anyone needs their head red if they're just going for straight wins now rather than these uh, one to three or one to five, um, you know, much, much better value and for, for especially for games that you're looking at maybe being 50-50. Absolutely, yeah. That's one thing I definitely be looking at. Like, I mean, you might just go on and see the odds for the match and just go into them. But if you go into the sort of all markets tab on the on either the app or the site, you get to see this whole list. And you just get into winning margins, and there's a few different ones in there that you can have a look at. them. yeah, you know, I definitely be inclined to uh, to be getting those within X amount of scores to get my uh, to get my value up. I wouldn't be putting big money on it all anyway. So you need to get those odds a bit higher. Yeah, exactly. Anything else in it? Uh, just across the whole weekend, we do have a, go- a good bit of hashtag WhatsApps, Paddy, which uh, might be of interest to a few people. So, kind of like the underdog special with Mayo and Tyrone to win, this is Mayo or Tyrone to win, is that evens? So, you can, if either Mayo or Tyrone win on the weekend, you'll get that at evens. Um, and then there's a couple of kind of team team ups in terms of individual scores. So, Dean Rock and Cahill McShane to score 15 points or more combined and that's with goals included is 7-4 to four. so you can easily see Dean hitting 9 or 10 and Kyle maybe hitting 1-4 that which would get you over the mark and then similarly Killian O'Connor and David Clifford to score 15 points combined is 11-2 to two. 
there could be something of interest across the two games if you if you fancy those lads to, to have big games. Yeah, definitely. I like those bets as well. There's a few uh, few little ones there that definitely um, are appealing to me, Joe. So fair play to you. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you. No. We'll talk to you before the hurling final. Absolutely, Colin. Chat to you soon. Thanks. All right, that's all we've time for. We'll be back on Monday with Keen Ward as usual and we'll review the All-Ireland semi-finals. We'll talk to you then. Good luck. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour Football Acca. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they will get what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a shit shot next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their f***ing houses for f***ing years.